This, 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 this is mythical. Earbiscus is supported by DoorDash. I'm keeping less alcoholic beverages in my house um, lately. I'm kind of on that swing of the pendulum. Okay. But I will say, there's times when when you wanna crack open an adult beverage. Yes, it happens. Sometimes amongst friends, sometimes alone. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't I, wanna get into the details. I recommend with friends. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, Here's to alcohol deliveries with DoorDash. Whether you're hosting, sending a congratulatory gift, or just staying in to chill with a cold one, DoorDash is an easy call. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. They have it all, beer, wine, mixers, and for those that don't drink, mocktails and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code Ear. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening, any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we're shopping for some new jobs. Shopping for some new jobs? We're shopping for some new jobs. I don't necessarily, oh, you got a little, uh, is that a deodorant stain on your black shirt? I noticed that, you know, you even though we've been, we, we, we've, you know, deodorant we've, stain seen, remover? we've seen each other uh, for approximately 30 minutes already today. I just haven't, I haven't looked, looked at, at my shoulder. Well, I just got it. I don't know what that was. You, you, uh, you, you like practicing for the, for like a track and field event, is a little chalk doing some, doing some uh, a little pommel horse rock climbing. You're a pommel horse guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, how much does pommel horse pay? Probably not much at all. In fact, um, I mean, pommel horse doesn't pay. It's, it's well known. It's well known that Olympic athletes, unless they are the cream of the crop and also have like some other stuff happen. Almost everyone else is like in debt, not making a lot of money. Like you've seen that documentary about gold medalists. I haven't, Rhett. Uh, I don't think because I've seen it either, but I, I, it just, I know about it and I feel like I know the vibe. You the know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Last thing I want to- You know about that documentary about gold medalists. be depressed about former Olympians. If you're not like Phelps or uh, Simone, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you don't, it's a difficult life after that. You work so hard on that pommel horse, and then fine. I'll, I'm giving up the pommel horse. Yeah, yeah. I'm just what I'm trying to get to is that you need to back off the pommel horse before you start riding that pommel horse. You know what I'm saying? Is there you don't you don't ride the pommel horse into the sunset? No, it's pretty stationary. Yeah, you just sit there your whole life. Now, I you don't want to. You could watch a good sunset. I don't want to discourage. I don't want to discourage discourage gymnasts and also I think it's a thing to get your kids in. A lot of kids get into gym gymnast stuff. Right, right. Keep them off the streets. Gymnastics is the, really the term that we use, not gymnast stuff. Gymnastics. A lot of kids get into gymnastics. Learning how to do a somersault, learn how to do a backflip. That stuff you'll take with you. Pay off pay off later in life. But you're not going to make any money doing it. Right. If you need to get out of something quick that like has a low hanging ceiling, maybe you're in a cave. You need to do a reverse somersault. Right, and flexibility is important. Right, let's say there's a bear deep in that cave. 
You got to do some backwards rolls out of that thing. You might have to flip right over him if he's standing at the, the guard at the edge, right at the mouth of the cave, and you want to get past him. Do one of those contra jumps. Yeah, contra jumps. Those guys could ball up like I don't know what. You know what? It was because their parents put them in gymnasium. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you're not following while we're talking about this, yes, we are going to be talking about other jobs that we might uh, get one day, other jobs that you can get. I think, I don't know if I'm going to get another job at this point, but odd jobs, because we do what might be described as an odd job. Yeah, we do. And that got me thinking that uh, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, both of us had to individually fill out this registration form for this industry thing that we're registering for. Uh-huh. And we didn't talk about we it. We did not talk about it. We did not cross consult. There was no cross reference. And there was a section where you had to choose your industry. And then there was a section where you had to choose your particular role in that industry. And there was many options in both. First of all, there was a write-in part. And what you're talking about is like the pull-down menu. Pull-down menu. Good gosh, I've never seen a longer pull-down menu. You know, it was like a joke. Click on the thing. So many, so many industries, so many professions. But in the write-in section before that, it's like, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. I not only said some things about me, but you know, I had to throw some things in about you just for context. Yep. But then I said that. Did you use my full name? You were also no. You were also registering. I use your full name. If you weren't allowed in then that was fine with me as long as I was. That's what I said. Okay, well, I did not say that. But I so guess I, I can go back and edit it. I threw you under the bus. I did say I make a mean paella. That was one of the things I said in that section. Who you... <laughs> that is so not... Uh, what's the word? Um, when, when something needs to... Appropriate? When something is not uh, relevant... It said, "Tell it's us about yourself word. and tell it's us like cogent, what, what you're into." Like, what's the word? What's the word cooking. I'm thinking about? Cooking is a big part of my life. I know it is. What's the word I'm thinking about? That's not. It's a two. It's like this is not a Rele- this, relevant. This, it de- that's not two syllables. No, that's actually four. <laughs> that's way too many syllables. It'll come to me. Tweet it at me. Hashtag ear biscuits. Um. Okay. Well. The thing that uh, really struck me, though, was the pull-down menu. Getting to this question, which I, you know, people end up asking you what you do for a living, and we've talked before about how there's not a straight answer for this question uh, for us, and it kind of depends on the audience. It depends on who's asking the question and what kind of conversation I want to ensue. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to say what I put for the thing? Because I kind of went right on the nose with it. I didn't think too hard. Uh, for industry, it was an industry, uh-huh. something like that. I put digital. Mm, I, I put digital. I did not. Okay, but and I then almost the second did. Pull down. B- before you go, before let's let's talk there first. Okay. So I didn't see digital the first time. I didn't look for it. There's probably a hundred, and I saw television media, and so I was like, okay, yeah, we, you know, yeah, I mean, yes, we make. Television. We talk about what we do as television, right? Because I mean, if you think about it, what well, it is. I mean, it's like you watch it on your TV. It's visual. It's televisual. Uh, we have shows, etc. And so, I, before I saw but digital it's not a television show, we don't make any television. shows. Well, we have. Made, we have. We have made several TV shows. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we have. Okay. Um, and 
so in the context of this registration, I was like, I think this is more appropriate anyway. And so when I saw digital, I was like, I'm not changing it. I'm not cha changing it to digital. And yes, there's a little bit of like chip, you know, chip on my shoulder-ishness about digital. Even though yeah. in practice, I completely embrace it as we've talked about before, especially this year, complete embrace of the digital nature of what we do. But in the context of this application, I was like, I'm not gonna change it. I thought the first one would then send us on different paths where like it would just be a subset for what our occupation was within that industry. But everything was available in the occupation pull down as well. And it was even more stuff. Oh yeah, it was like hundreds. I mean, th there was like um, magician was one of them. I did not see that. Illusionist was also one of them. Apparently not the same thing. Well, yeah, talk to Copperfield um, about that. Puppeteer. Mm -hmm. Puppeteer. I'm a digital puppeteer. What if I was that? Hey, some people are. Good uh -huh. for them. Oh, yeah. The first thing I looked for in this pull-down menu. Like Shane. Was host. Yeah, host wasn't one of them. And host was not an option. Uh, news anchor was one yeah, of them. Yeah, I almost put that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a televisual news anchor. I, a lot of times I put, like if Weatherman, I, not one If of I them. fill out an insurance application or something like that, or, or like if you're buying a car and you have to like put occupation, I put producer. I put, yeah, I'll put producer. There. Because um, then it doesn't lead to anything. It's just like, okay, I got it. But I didn't put that on this one. I put... Content creator. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see that one. Content creator. I was like, okay, yeah, that's so. That's so so be basically, it. you're a digital content creator. Yeah, I am, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want to be your friend. Too late. Um, got him. It's not as bad as digital influencer though. Yeah, uh, influencer was another one. Yeah, I saw that one. I was like, hell no. And I'm just averse to that. I am not that. First of all, yeah, yeah. I'm not influencing I'm not anybody. I, I, I influence people. And I also, I, I, how did I say, did I emphasize the wrong influence, influence um, people? Um, but I'm not an influencer. That's somebody whose job it is to just tell you to buy things. I tell you to buy things as a way to then do my job, which is not telling you to buy things. We don't make life. Yes, I tell you to buy we things. We don't make lifestyle choices or even content choices that are product driven. That's what, when I think of an influencer, that's what I think of. Um, yeah. And also, I think a lot of people have an image in their mind when they think of an influencer. And in fact, it, when I, I was at that uh, fundraiser party thing I was telling you about, and I got into a conversation with a guy. I was like, eh. he was like, what do you do? I was like, I make YouTube videos for a living. You know, I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just cut to the chase. I was like, oh, you're an influencer. I was like, well, uh, I'm probably not what you have in mind when you say influencer. Ooh, a little prickly. I mean, because I'm a 45 year old dad. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah. know. I'm just yeah. I didn't put influencer. I didn't put content creator. What did you put? Founder. Founder. Because that's what it says on my little thing that we have in our office. <laughs> yeah, well, I you mean, you got one too. It uh, says uh, Mythical uh, Entertainment. Reb McLaughlin, founder. Everyone at Mythical has a little glass. Little thing that's on their desk. Well, you're a co-founder. Co-founder well, wasn't one of them. Uh, well, here's the thing. 
founder. In the industry. What is that? Is in that, the industry. What do you do for a living? I'm a founder. Co-founder. No, you did found something, but you're not a founder. <laughs> you're not going around finding stuff. I mean, in the context of the first question, I, I television a media founder? No, you're not. <laughs> no. You're I'm, a liar. I'm in, you I am in the television media business, and the business that I do television media through, I am the the founder of, the only founder. You're I am a, one of the founders, but co-founder was not an option. You're an overly I, self-aware I wrote liar. Co, I wrote co-founder in the description. I, I said, I said, along with my lifelong best friend, I well, I said I founded. Along with, I mean, this the co is implicit because if you're a co-producer on something, we know because we were so people told us about this. Co-producer does not mean you produce along. It's like associate. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like it's right. like oh yeah, yeah. You're not the producer. Lesser producer. Yeah. All these terms you can't All say co. Terms. So anyway, you're a digital content creator, and I'm a television media founder. <laughs> Which brings me to another You're thing. A poser. Which brings me to another thing that I have no control over, but people have pointed out on Twitter the difference in the way we're described in a Google search. I've seen this, and uh, I am described as an actor, and you are described as a YouTuber. <laughs> and again, this isn't something that we actor, have any YouTuber. influence over. I, I mean, I might because we're not. I might be an influencer or not, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so how do you feel about that? Because I didn't plan I that either. I just don't care. You know what? If you meet me, I'm I'm uncategorizable. That's how I like to think about it. You know, I don't like labels. Uh, that's a label. Not liking label is a label. And a lot of people who say that don't realize that they're just labeling themselves. What's What's the label? Someone who doesn't like a label. Yeah, but that's not a label. That's a lot. It's too many words to be on a label. That's like saying, ah. Uh, like if you can't print it off in one of those label makers, to me it's not a label. It, oh, no, okay. And I'm saying this as someone who likes to say, I don't know, you don't pin me down and I, and, and I don't like to identify with an ideology. Well, that's my ideology. Let's just be honest. I mean, my ideology is liking I, to seem like I'm not. Ideologyless. A, yeah, uh-huh. Is an ideology. I don't think You can't, listen, it. You no matter where you go, you're still going to be in a box. Even if it's the box that's outside of the box that you don't want to be in, it's label just get into another verse. Yep, was La that on there? What about labelless? Because uh, there was pr there were several questions where the answer was prefer not to say, but this was not one of them. You couldn't say I prefer not to say what I do for a living. Fun fact: um, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien almost called legolas labelless, labelless, labelless. Uh, that's a that is either a really convenient fact or a Mediocre joke. It's a mediocre <laughs> joke. <laughs> and then if I made a joke about being ableist, that would be an oh, inappropriate joke. Yeah, so you didn't do that. I didn't do that. Um, so anyway. I'm not ableist. This, um, this digital content creator and this television media founder are going to have a discussion today about other jobs that they could have or you could have, and maybe you do have. In fact- Legolas better not be ableist. Let me tell you right now. If you I have- Do not ruin Lord of the Rings for me. If that's the case, I don't wanna hear it. If you have one of these jobs that we're gonna talk about today, you have call to in. call in. You have to call in. It, 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 is, it is mandatory. This is live. Okay. We will answer the phone. one eight 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 earpod one If you know someone, who has one of these jobs, it is mandatory for you to contact them and force them to call in and say that it is their job. Mm -hmm. Okay? 
That's coming from a television media founder, so you better listen. Oh, man. Stop the presses. Okay. I founded television media. I deserve respect. Okay. Don't listen to this digital content creator. That's a dime a dozen. You go to high school with a bunch of digital content creators. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why are you going to high school again? Don't don't be hanging around high schools. I'm just saying, if you're in high school, like you, there's like four people in your high school who are digital content creators. Nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying it's not how I describe myself. Um, there's also a couple of rappers. And uh, if you're in LA, yeah, yeah Lincoln, for sure, yeah, yeah, there's definitely some rappers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And apparently, Lincoln is fancying himself some sort of a rapper. I don't know. Uh-oh. We now have a family thread, Uh-oh. and um, that's been re-enlivened by some pictures of the dogs that we just pass around. Mm. Sometimes the cat. And uh, Lincoln will reply in couplets. He will rhyme. Wow. This is, rhyme things. This is exciting. I'll have to look that What's up. the name of your family thread? FAM, all caps, F-A-M. That's pretty cool. Do you have one? Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, Barbara and Sean's people. Oh, so it's doggy-centric too. Yeah, that is the name of our okay. family thread. And of course, the four of us have a family thread. The four of us, meaning us and our wives. Yep, we have a, uh, yeah, we're not a family, but we have a family thread. Uh-huh. And it is called absolute, absolute unit. unit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't and I don't. Uh-huh. I don't remember why. I think we were hanging out one time, and Jesse had just discovered what the term absolute unit meant, and she like wanted to share it with everyone, including people who had known about it for many years. Okay, well, that was a mischaracterization. Uh, she, my wife, is the most internet savvy of the four of us oh, by you, far. What are you? What are you? What's the, all of a sudden you're getting? It, you think my wife didn't know what absolute That's unit was? That's how I remember it. No, it was someone posted something in the in the chat that was uh that was a big thing, and it was the meme was absolute unit. It was, and I don't know who posted the meme. So was it Christy that didn't know what absolute unit was? Potentially, but I don't remember if it was someone who didn't know. But if it was somebody who didn't, didn't know, know, it was that definitely that, not my wife. Jesse didn't know that it was a sports term. That's what I was saying. Absolute unit is something that comes from the world of sports. And it's been around for decades. It's not something that's, and it's been repurposed. As a meme. In, the, in a meme, which she understood what it meant. I'm not saying she didn't know what it meant, but she didn't know. Oh, but what percentage of people do you think know that absolute unit was a sports term before it was a meme? I'd say hey, 7% I'm so, I'm so, I wasn't like, Hey, I'm a television media founder. You got to watch yourself around. Me. I wasn't. I mean, what did what did you th- what did you think I was doing here? Like making you her seem like that, an idiot? The re- you said the reason that we named it was because my wife didn't know what it was, and I was like, I think that's a mischaracterization. She, okay, it's a good name for a thread, though. Well, and I think she did name that. I will give her credit for that. I think it was a picture of a really muscular dog. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. unit. Could have been a big duck. Ear Biscuits is supported by Live Nation. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, yeah. Alanis Morissette, okay. Cage the Elephant. Why not? Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer. 
Peso Pluma? Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Wanna remind you, if you're listening to this fresh, uh, you have two days to, um, take part in our Mythical Society anniversary sale. It's the last two days to join third degree annual plan and receive a choice of one of the past 2022 quarterly mm. items while supplies last. So if you saw one of those things floating around and you didn't get it, now you can get it just for the next two days. Mythicalsociety.com for details. Okay, do you wanna hear about some jobs? Yeah, how, do you, how are you gonna do this? You're just gonna tell me about them? Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you want me? Do you want to be quizzed on them? At the end. What do you think the first one I'm going to say is? No. <laughs> Psychic quiz. Um, this first one is one uh, that I would be very excited about, and I believe that your wife would be even more excited about, since we're talking about each other's wives. I'm only saying good things about yours. Um, Parmesan cheese listener. <laughs> so, what? Parmesan cheese listener. So this makes complete sense once the context is established. Mostly a job in Northern Italy. Ah. This person taps wheels of Parmesan cheese with a hammer to ensure it is ripe enough for sale. Ding, 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 ding. Because uh, you know it could take up to three years. It's kind of like thumping a melon, but over the course of three years. This is just a delightful thing to think about. I mean, first of all, man. Just knowing that the tone of, yes, it's good to go. How often do you pretty cool. just find cheese in the fridge and just eat it straight? Never? I, without exaggeration, I will say never. No, but if we are having a party like, and like there's cheese, cheese. on stuff, but. You don't, so, but there's never a moment and you're sort of like, I gotta just eat this cheese. I've come to a conclusion about this because I've thought about it. I'm like, I've, so good. I've watched Christy eat cheese. And I've just observed that something happens that I am completely missing. I don't, there's, she's having an experience. What's your favorite food? What's your favorite flavor to put in your mouth? Like what's, when you put it in your, is it like an ice cream or something? Like you put some ice cream in your mouth and it like gives you like, I'd say close to like, it gets sexual. I mean, that's how I think it's, it, whatever part People of your are that brain, way with chocolate, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, more so than ice cream. What food makes about. you horny for food? Not I, horny for sex, horny for more of that same food. I I don't know. It's like the first thing that comes to mind and I, I the closest I can get, I think is potato chips. Really? Like they're very, you know, it's very addictive. See, okay. And I want to keep going with that. that you know, that's an interesting observation because I completely understand. Definitely the, not sweet. The addictive nature of a potato chip. But that is a completely different part of my brain. So in other words, if I eat a potato chip, I'm like, dang, that's good. I got to get another one. And that is this process that can lead to me eating an entire bag of potato chips. Thankfully, I have the discipline usually to not do that. But cheese is completely different. That's what I've observed. There's cheese something else lighting up in her and brain. And cheese and chocolate is completely different. So that is the exact flavor that is happening. It isn't like, oh, I've got to eat a whole bag of cheese. It's no, this cheese, the way that this is, what is happening in my mouth, the, the complexity of the flavor 
the sharpness of it, whatever it is, that is something that I don't think there's any food that does it like that for me. I don't have that. I just don't have it. Man, I feel sorry for you. I know. I'm I'm sad for myself right now. But just this weekend, I was, uh, Jesse was out of town and I ended up not getting any takeout. I cooked every meal. Cause I wow. was just like in this, I don't know. I was like, I'm just cooking I'm and not anything real special. I made like a pot of beans and I made this like pasta where I like got some, you know, just what the vegetables that were in the fridge that needed were about to go bad and just kind of made this pasta. But um, I, was I was actually- wondering, You know, I knew you were home alone on the weekend and I like, I dropped a couple of hints like, you know, I can come over, we can hang out. And I definitely got the impression that you had your own plans and now I understand. I wasn't You're over planning. There doing, you were like, oh, this is gonna be a me weekend, Well, me and my beans. I will- Which I totally respect. I will, <laughs> when I get to my wreck, I'll talk a little bit more about this. Uh, <laughs> something I've kind of like discovered and something I'm moving into in the, in the culinary world. But I was reading um, so you got Noah who uh, uh, was on Josh's, was on Hot Dog is a Sandwich recently uh -huh. and uh, has, you know, he has his, his new cookbook. Okay, yeah. And he sent it to us and I was like, I've never actually like read a cookbook. I, I've never just sat down and be like, oh, I'm gonna like look at this and I'm going to actually like look at a recipe and follow the directions. Well, it's not a novel. You, you're talking about you've never made something from a cookbook? Well, most modern cookbooks are written more, there's like a, there's more of a narrative and a more of like a philosophical sort of beginning when it gets into something. It's like, oh, we used to do this. Here's a little story about my family, you know. Uh, it's not just, it's not your grandma's cookbook. Huh. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm into that. And he had, he starts with these like staples, like, uh, you know, you, this is how you do this, this is how you do this. I always, and he was like, I always have a pot of beans, like make a pot of beans at the beginning of the week or whatever. And huh. I was like, this is a great idea. What's the name of the cookbook you should say? It is called the No Panic Pantry, is that the name Yeah, of it? that sounds right. No Panic Pantry Cookbook. And, uh, you know, his wife is uh, Eliza, who was on- Schle uh, Schlesinger. Yes, who was on GMM. That's how we initially got to know everybody. Um. So anyway, he was giving his beans recipe, and I perked up a little bit, you yeah, know, you did. because I don't really know what the hell I'm doing when it comes to beans. I just know that they taste good, and also it's kind of hard for them not to taste good. But he gave us when he gave us the cookbook, he gave us beans. I don't know if you noticed that he gave mm -hmm. us beans and and some EVOO. So I was like, I'm going to cook these beans, man. And oh, I'm going to and I'm going to cook the pasta. He gave us some semolina pasta. And you followed his guidance. Yeah, so I made a pot of beans and one of the things that he suggested to put in your beans is a Parmesan rind. Rind? Yeah, so- and You I've don't eat that part? It's very difficult to eat. Okay. And I'm talking is about- Is that the part that the I'm not talking about taps the top, I'm, I'm talking about the ends, you know, like, um, because you can eat like, you can eat the rind of a lot of cheeses, but I guess you could eat the Parmesan rind. There, you, there's lots of things you could do. If you go on TikTok, you'll see people doing all kinds of things with Parmesan rind, like putting them in the microwave and making them into little like cheese puffs that are crispy. There's all kinds of things you can do. But I put it in the beans. I made some beans. They were great. I've still got them. I mean, I have a huge pot of beans that I'm slowly like putting in things, putting, uh, put, putting them in rice. And anyway, while I was making my beans, 
I found some cheese because Jesse loves cheese as well. And we have like multiple cheeses that are just kind of in the cheese drawer. And I found that Merlot, uh, it's like that Merlot like soaked cheese. Yeah, Jasper doesn't like Merlot. I, that's what has been well established. He's growling. What are you growling at? He doesn't like Merlot. I, we've, we've been over this. I think he's It was a red wine flavored cheese. <laughs> and it was, you know, it's just like a it's like the size of a piece of pie. And I just set it out. And of course, I'm just me by just myself. You, just I mean, Shepard's there. He's going to eat whatever I make. But I'm like playing some music. It's just me. Shepard's there. But it's just me. He, he's in the house. He's not cooking with me. <laughs> I'm playing some music. Uh, I actually listened to the whole uh, Freddie Gibbs album since you've been talking about it so uh -huh. much. Which it was great. It was also a very interesting experience to be like cooking this meal and eating it, this cheese and I listening think to Freddie Gibbs. With that, it actually maybe. really worked. Well, he has another album called Alfredo, which oh, would, well, that would have I been a better know. one. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, you should have. So I'm it. eating this piece of cheese like it's a piece of pie. <laughs> and I literally ate the whole thing by myself. And it's triggering a part of your brain. And, I, and, and I've got, and I'm going back to it. I got this knife and I like cut a little piece of it and I put it in like, like it's a spine tingling thing. It's like, like, yes, it's like, it's like an orgasm. I mean, let's just be honest with it. I mean, that's, it's doing the same thing that an orgasm does. And then you have a little cheese orgasm, a cheesegasm, and then you keep cooking and you go back. I gotta get one a little bit more. That's not a potato chip, my friend. No. That does not happen with a potato chip. Uh -uh. Potato chip is, it, for me, is like a blind grabbing of more food, which is really good. But I think it's like I'm a, a texture guy. It's a munchy thing. I think that's what it is. I'm a texture, I'm a texture guy. I believe that you can find a food that gives you a, a, a uh, a taste gasm, and it's just really you should be on a quest to find it. How much do you do they do they make tapping parmesan? Forty thousand dollars a year, uh, which I mean I don't know in northern Italy that might might go a long way. I have no, I have no idea. I haven't been. Okay, well give me another one. Um, We've only talked about one job. Yeah, but we it was it was a parmesan cheese listener, so we had to take a second to really go through it. What gives you a taste gasm? Hashtag. Um, Ear biscuits, hashtag taste gas. This completely makes sense. Music and sound composer for slot machines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Beep, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. I mean, that's more press your luck, but I'm not much of a gambler, but. Well, a lot of them are licensed now. Like, they probably license some sort of theme song to go along with uh, the Miami Vice slot machine. Yeah, but. Even if there is a, you know, copyrighted song that's like a theme song, you don't want that theme song to be playing while you're playing because slot machines are specific. We know this because we met someone who right. designs them. Hypnotic. Uh, this was one of the first things, I mean, really early in our career, probably 2007, eight, when we went to... Good experience live in yeah the gel conference New York City mm -hmm. and she was a, either a journalist or a psychologist or a little bit of both and like she had studied yeah she didn't do it she was the it. um the addictive nature of the gambling industry and how you know how it's so there's so much science involved in keeping you in that seat yeah and getting in this like putting you in this state of flow where it's you know you can't you can't get off the stool you just got to stay there and like hit it again and hit it again including like you and your cheese not winning too much 
and not losing too much. Both winning too much and losing too much takes people out of a flow that will actually, if they stay in the seat for longer, it will extract more of their money, which is what the casinos want. Sure. So they get psychologists to design these machines. And you know the music's a part of that. Yeah. And so- So they, how much do they get paid? No, it's, it's not all about how much you get paid, but. They get between 68 and $81,000 a year. So they're making a little bit more. I mean, and they're contributing to an industry that is just sucking money out of people's wallets. Seems like they could get paid more. Yeah. They need they need a better agent. Um, yeah, so I mean, they're basically sitting there thinking about this is what's gonna happen when this happens. When you win, this is what happens. When you lose, this is what happens. When you're in the flow, this is this is the thing that we're going to play. This is the sound that pulling this thing is going to make. You know what? I just decided I'm gonna try slots because I just don't, I, there's no way I would get sucked into it. Like I'm not gonna play any other gambling, but I am going to Vegas, you know, we we solidified our our plans, our football dad plans to go to Vegas. It's quite a group you got going here. Six of us. Be careful. Six of us. Be careful. We're gonna what? We're gonna see a show. I I didn't plan on gambling. I'll look over people's shoulders. I don't know, there's, been I, a, there's been a lot of movies about a group of dads going to Vegas. I haven't seen any things of them. Going the Hangover. South real haven't fast. seen it. How many hangovers are there? At least two. I guess three. I should watch them. There's three of them. Three. Well, I better start now. Cautionary tale, huh? I mean, there's more. There's not. I mean, there's also ones that are not comedies. It wasn't leaving Las Vegas, entering Las Vegas, fear and loathing in Las Vegas, flying over Las Vegas on your way to the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. I'm much more of a Grand Canyon guy than a Vegas guy, but, but I'm going, going along slots. for the ride. Anybody in the group? Slots is easy, excited right? Excited about gambling? Excited about like um, blackjack I'm or sure. poker? I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I like to play poker. Have you ever done slots? But just for like, oh yeah, let's just put $10 into this thing or whatever. Yeah. I think you were probably there. It was probably like on tour. Or I didn't even go down there. Like, because there's smoking down there and I don't <laughs> like that. There's not smoking down there now, is there? Oh. Some of them. You but have to go through smoking still, sections. You can still smoke in a casino? Sections. And you know. See? I can't stand that. Okay. I also can't stand gambling. It's just, you know, it's, it's I think it's, it's like cheese. It's like. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not, man. Well, Come I, on. That's blasphemous. And it's not that I don't have an addictive personality or a, a, addictive mm. whatever the thing is. I do think I have some of that. Like, when I really like something, I'm like, I'm all in. And I'm I don't know if I would call more. that addictive. Okay. Mm, because addictive personalities tend to jump to different things and get drawn into things. I think you have a, you're committed to things. Like, you, like once you find something you like, you like you follow through with it, but I don't think so that I don't hurt its feelings. But you're not a dick. Like, I don't I'll, think you're. I will addicted. probably stay at that slot machine so that I don't offend it. Mm-hmm. I really want to go, but I don't. I don't want to leave it alone. It's going to think I don't like it. I don't. I've never had a rewarding experience, and I mean, and I'm. I, I've won some money gambling or like playing poker, but I can't say that I've ever looked back at the time that I spent doing any of that and thought to myself, I had a great time. Even in times when I've been gambling or like most of the time it would be playing poker. Like I, I barely know the rules of blackjack. 
but the idea that you would play poker with like a group of friends, right? Like this is a concept that exists. Yeah. But what I found in the in the circles that I have done this in, no one's really up for conversation. They're all playing a game. Do you oh, know really? what I'm saying? Like, um, there's been a couple of environments that I was in where I was like, okay, I kind of feel like the main thing I'm here to do is like hang out with these people. Mm-hmm. And and okay, now me and this guy are talking, but now these guys are upset with us because every time it comes around to us, we don't immediately react because we're not here to play poker. We're here to connect. And so I think you have to make a choice. Huh. And then if it's just like, just a bunch of people sitting around competing against each other. Now, obviously there's a part of me that, that appeals to, but I'm also like, this is gonna take, we're gonna be here for hours and I'm most likely going to lose money because my brain gets real tired in those like multiple steps of strategy and like, we well, have to figure out what he, what this guy's got and what you've got and your odds and all that stuff. My brain just kind of decides mm. that it's not, it's, 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 it's done pretty yeah, early. Don't even get me started. Meaning I couldn't even start. Um, and so, I don't know. I've never found it rewarding. So if I was going to Vegas with you, thanks for inviting me. I was, I, you know, I didn't want to be invited. I mean, as a television media founder, I have a very busy schedule. I, I, I think you need to be alone I, making I have, beans. I have here. multiple, you know, I have a lot of people protecting my time. <laughs> and uh, I probably couldn't do it anyway. And I don't know any of these guys. And it would be weird. It would actually right, be You really do weird, not know any of them. It's like, I'm bringing my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I bring him everywhere. <laughs> no, I don't want to go. But you, the thing that I, I find I, very interesting I, I is not you, have, you. you have stated on multiple occasions how much you dislike Las Vegas. Yes. And you're going. I like their company, and I want to see uh, a Cirque du Soleil show. That should be fun. We're going to see, oh, there's water. Oh, there's water. There's water involved. <laughs> Ear Biscuits is supported by AC Pro. It's blazing hot outside. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows out hot air. The issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with an AC Pro. Okay, I question whether or not I would be into this next job, uh, an e-nucleator otherwise known as an eye bank technician. This person extracts the entire eyeball <sighs> or the corneas of the eye. Uh, this is done on those who have passed. You know, I'm oh, talking yes, about yes. dead folks who are organ donors. Um, okay. And then get, basically taking them to the lab, getting them ready to transplant into uh, someone who needs them, which this could be transformative for people. People who have... Uh, certain forms of blindness or eye cancer. It's basically a way to keep the eye socket intact and kind of like put a new cornea on there, you know? Otherwise you gotta like get their eye out of their socket, which Ugh. I guess involves like breaking it. Ugh. Oh God. So you're- That's the you're, worst oh. thing I've ever heard. I'd rather See, tap a cheese wheel oh. for sure. I don't wanna tap your eye socket until it breaks. So the, these people are really good at plucking eyeballs out of dead people. Yeah, yeah, they make that sound. When it happens. I mean, it seems like it just all comes down to just a tool, right? 
it's probably one specialized tool. It's not like, you know, like a hammer and chisel. I'm sure if you're taking the eyeball out, there's some sort of vacuum. Uh, it's probably just a Dyson with a certain fixture on it. You know, you got to watch out. Don't get a vacuum close to your face. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, uh, this is, can we, let's move on. Well, you only, I, I don't you wanna... mean, you make 38 to $40,000 a year doing it too. You know, I feel like you should get more money than that if you are sucking people's eyeballs out. I bet the sucking out's easier than the putting in. I don't know. I bet, is it, is it the same tool? Is it a different tool? Well, this is it. As much as I would hate to see it, I kind of want to see it. Well, I don't have any pictures. Good. But you know that the person who's putting the eye cornea or whatever into a living person is making a shit ton of money. Oh, yeah. Right? That's like oh, a yeah. surgeon. Yeah. Working, they're working with a living. With a living person who yeah. can sue you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, you want to be working with the... Like, what I'm learning here is you want to be working with the living and not the dead. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. of trouble, though. It just depends on what your dreams are, I guess. A lot more opinions. This feels like something that you in another life could be good at, this next one. Uh, just, okay. It, it feels, even though, ironically, you're not great with numbers, it just feels like there's something about this that would appeal to your personality, and that is to work for the Department of Weights and Measures as an inspector. <laughs> okay, so is an authority figure? This is basically a trained inspector that goes around and tests whether or not consumers are actually getting the amount of product they pay for. Oh, a measurement police. So like, go it's on. like it's like Barney Fife, but with a ruler. Yeah, I mean, you're going in. That's me, baby. To like a grocery store, making sure that like oh, they say that this is uh, you know a pound and a half of steak. Well, let's make sure it is. Oh, and by the way, while I'm here, let me test your scale. All these scales that you've got all over the grocery store. Um, and some people is might, this a government job? It is a government position, and this is where you get into uh, let's get political. How about that? Because um, you know, like like many people, you know, I once at one point in my life like read a book by a libertarian and thought that sounded great. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, the government's horrible, and we should they they shouldn't do anything. They shouldn't do anything. Everything should weigh. It should be meaningless. Weights the, the, and measures. The, the market will take care of itself. Yeah. If you're if you're if you're charging if you're if you're trying to pass off well, a pound of meat as a pound and a half of meat, you'll get found out. Mm. Eh, probably not. Actually, you'll probably just deceive a lot of people. Uh, but anyway, yes, this is a government position to make sure that the the things that people are selling are what they say they are specifically in the measurement of those things. What, what, are there any other examples? Uh, grabbing produce or deli meat grocery stores, uh, going around to different gas stations and testing that each pump is actually spitting out a gallon when the meter says it is. Oh. Um, so they've got like this special tank that's exactly a gallon. Yeah, it's just a gas tank. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a special tank. <laughs> I mean, what I would like to see this this person's vehicle. You know, there's, full there's of things. probably lots of containers. I thought you'd get excited about this and and like measures and stuff. But do, could you? I bet he's got like laser measurements. 
and laser scales. I feel like this is something that you could get excited about. Like if you think about what your day would involve, right? But then you're but then you're seen as you're the, the enemy. Yeah. You're the overlord enemy. But are you really? Yeah, it's like because uh, it's not like a health inspector at a you're restaurant. You're telling me my ham scale is off? Now I gotta get a new scale? How much is this gonna cost? Yeah, if you're going around to like New York delis maybe, but I would think that the average business actually wants their stuff to be accurate. Well, that's what the person says. I think that you want this information. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you want it now. You're doing a service. But okay, aside from the interaction with people, loading up a car full of one gallon tanks. Just traveling around the county. And you got a ruler. And measuring you got, you've stuff. got a belt with things on it. I know you like Measure those, man. You know? I feel like you'd be into this. Because it's making sure that something is right. Making could, sure that something is what, it's, is what it is purported to be. I think I would be comfortable taking bribes in this profession. Because what's the worst that can happen? Oh, you got a little less ham. Oh, well, pad my pockets. You know, I put some ham in my britches. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wonder how. I mean, that. I wonder how common it is for somebody to be a crooked department of weights and measures inspector. <laughs> just the corruption is just rampant in the in the in the weights and measures division. I mean, I would think that, that in, guy. The guy's driving from from town to town, from gas station to gas station, in like a in a rolls, man. I would think that there are places where uh, bribery and corruption is just sort of part of the way that government is done, which is m- many, many places. And it's also the United States, but for whatever reason, the U.S. is kind of known for when it comes to these kinds of things of like there not being a lot of corruption at that level. It's like, okay, yeah, it's probably going to be a gallon. Um, I don't know exactly why that is, but it, it tends to be the case. So you probably get into a shit ton of trouble if you did it in the United States, but this might be, it, this might be something that's happening in other places. It might, it sounds like a good plot for a, a TV show. Yeah. As a, as a television media founder, I have to think about these things. <laughs> if, if somebody, if, if something seems like it would make a great series idea, that's a winner. That's what I usually say. <laughs> you know, this could be a winner. Could be a winner. <laughs> I guess I'm just going to vlog about it. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, there are a series of people who do things that you would not think needed to be professionals for. Okay. Starting with professional mourners. I, I, I think I've heard about this one. What do you know about this? They show up at funerals. You know about this, Jenna? Oh, yeah. I would absolutely do this. Yeah. You, you know, you have to, you have to like... You have to be sad for people that you don't know so that the people who do know that person feel like that that person knew somebody. I cry at commercials. Oh, I can do that. No problem. So you, I mean, have you been tempted to crash a funeral? Well, I, uh, (laughs) 
I kind of accidentally have before, and then didn't want to leave. I was like, well, I'll just stand in the in the back and. I remember this story. Respectful, right? What? I don't know if I've ever told you this story. Well, I remember it. <laughs> well, let's hear it. <laughs> Measure Man remembers there's, there's, everything. There's something familiar about it. I I agree, but well, okay, tell us a story. I you ever just walk around somewhere and you you're yeah. <laughs> funeral town. <laughs> you realize it's a funeral and you're like, oh, oh, I I kind of one of those people that I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going on in there, and I'll just. Pop my head in and then like a church or a funeral home or a cemetery. <laughs> it was a cemetery. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, so I I knew what was yeah. going, I, but I was curious and right yeah. so blending right in. I just I, weeping like a baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah isn't I would totally that what get they do? For it. I've been to enough funerals. Yeah, <laughs> uh, apparently it's pretty popular in China. Uh, the idea being to make a funeral feel more full and also to help people grieve by sort of like beginning to cry. And, right. It's like and, the first person kind of to start applauding. They also may uh, even perform karaoke and dance routines. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Again, this uh, that's- Just uh, to warm up the crowd. That's I, that's something that w- happens at Chinese funerals, I guess. Um, so it's a fake, I, they're fake wailing. They're probably able to tap into something and be very convincing, but it's conjured. But who knows? That they're a professional mourner, because if like, well, I think that they do. It's just a part of. It's a part of it. But like, if you died, and we were having your funeral, and there was somebody there, who I did not know, who was really getting into, who is this asshole? But if you were in China, you would know. It's just part of it. Oh, you're saying it's a helpful service. You're saying that. Oh yeah, that's the professional mourner. That's the PM. Right, yeah. He's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Oh, yeah. Pretty can convincing. Get, can I get your card? The, uh, the best ones rise to the top. They charge a little bit more. As easily as I cry at commercials. No whimpering. I don't think I would be good at this because it's too real and too visceral. No I tend, snorting. I tend to cry at things that I feel separated from, which I guess, not knowing a person who died. Yeah. You and Jenna. Uh, the, you, okay, out. but you know what would get me at funerals? A uh, a loved one telling a good story about them. Mm-hmm. I, the, I I could I could cry. Boy, I'll cry in that situation. I don't have to know anything about this person. Maybe I could do this, but I'm I'm so big. You know, I'm, it's a scene. Who's a tall guy dressing all black? I think you're the Grim Reaper. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's, he's gonna get me next. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. wear a hood, homie. I, I, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> don't bring your Sith. Uh, the salary is based on the the events, so you can make up to five hundred dollars per event. It's not a bad day. Karaoke. Uh, I've heard of this one before as well. Uh, a professional bridesmaid. This is someone hired to be in a wedding party. That's that feels a little more awkward, but maybe is this a another culture? So, no, uh, the article that this comes from was talking about someone who's doing this in America, and it kind of sounds like a glorified wedding planner for things that are a little bit more tertiary. It's like you need your bridesmaid to like tell you what she thinks about your dress, etc., and oh, that kind of thing. 
that seemed to be the way that it was contextualized in this particular article. Okay. It's like something. It's like maybe you don't have a friend that you trust, you know, and so you get somebody <laughs> who's like, uh, "Why don't you just kind of be here to like hold down the fort and just you know, you've got some sense, and my friends don't." Kind of thing, but the sad situation would be more of a consultant. You just don't have enough friends to, to to fill out a wedding party, which I've been to weddings like that. Well, you want you want the number of groomsmen to match the number of bridesmaids, and sometimes that doesn't happen. I, I've been to a wedding where there was one groomsman and like six bridesmaids because they were like, we don't, we're not going to not ha like. That's okay. Yeah, you felt bad. You felt bad for the groom. Yeah, uh, he, he needed for some professional. I could have loaned out a few. I had way too many. I had nineteen groomsmen and seven ushers, and we both did the same thing. All my friends with a bunch of groomsmen and then ushers with the friends that couldn't fit on stage. Big we had a big time. Um. Yeah, we definitely didn't need any professionals in that situation. I, I'm not like this is not appealing to me at all. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I don't. I don't really. I don't really like the whole wedding. All the aspects, the pageantry, and all the. I mean, I'd rather go to a wedding into, than a funeral. Don't get me wrong. Just the planning aspect when it comes to parties in general. Like I, like I said, I'll cook for you, and I will put my heart and soul into that, and I will. You know, I really think about that aspect of it. I also like organizing like a game for a group of people. But I don't know, when it moves into like, you've gotta walk this way at this time, according to, at, at this, where this song is playing, and this is like the order of things that happen, again, I just So like, you're not gonna renew your vows. Christy told me this morning she had a dream that you and Jesse renewed your vows. It's like a big wedding. Jesse and I had a conversation about this recently. Um, you considering it? No, I I think, I think I was like, I think I said, I just don't think I would ever do that. I don't think I would ever have a vowel renewal. It's in Will of Fortune, man. It's a vowel, not a vowel. Vowel. Renew vowel renewal? Vowel. And, uh, vowel renewal. A vowel. And I said, so I, I add L's to words that don't have them and leave them out of words that do have them. It's one of my things. Well, I pronounce the H's in words because they're in them. Mm-hmm. The white. I told her that I thought that a vow renewal was a sign that things were not going well. Yeah, I totally believe that. And she was like, no, it's just like you want to have a party and have friends and stuff. Mm -mm. But to me, it's like, mm -mm. I feel like when somebody has a vow renew renewal, it's like, uh, he cheated. You know what I'm saying? Like or that, something. That, 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 I, I'm, not saying that, I'm not saying that's what it always to, happens, but it trying feels to turn a like that's what happens. They're trying to turn a big oh, corner. Oh, they've been going to counseling and they decided to stick it out. Yep. And I'm just like, and that's just a great, have a party. That's it. Maybe it's appropriate for that. Maybe I don't understand. I, 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 don't, I, I, I know I, I don't understand. I think those are good reasons to have a vow renewal when it's like, so I'm not dogging those reasons. It's just that's why I'm not in a position where I want to renew my vowels, <laughs> you know, because because I'm not like I'm not I'm not coming back from the bottom of the barrel, you know. I'm not trying to turn a big corner. We have talked about how it's kind of like having a like having a like it, it's the difference between having an anniversary party, you know. It's like oh, fortieth uh, wedding anniversary, fiftieth exactly. wedding anniversary. If you turn it into a vow renewal, well that. 
something else is going on. That's what I think. A party that is about a couple would be fun. I, I, that would be fun. Yeah. But when it gets the into ceremony. the specific renewal part, I don't know. I guess people it could got, be like, hey, listen. I renewal just, means I wanna, it got old. I want to let you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't renew, you renew like, it. A, like a warranty on something unless it runs out. Right. You know? You don't like, I'm getting my, I'm getting my so-and-so refinished. Why? Why? Because it was dull? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was dull and bland. I was over it. I was thinking about throwing it away. And but then we decided dead. to refinish it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We've just, we have just crapped all over anyone who's planning a renewal. <laughs> it's like the difference between a, having a birthday party. Hey, come to my 40th birthday party. Hey, come to my 40th rebirth ceremony. That would be weird. You show up at somebody's 40th birthday party and they like crawl out of a womb. No. You know, like it's paper mache. It's not slimy. Uh, no, Completely it's slimy. Dry. Well, you don't want a wet paper mache. Well, it's it's just for the moment. Yeah, but then it's like ripping. You don't want that. That's the key comes out with some like No, I think that makes it more pliable. Like you don't want that. Ooh. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Let's just go to Vegas, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think there's good reasons for vow renewals. <laughs> I just want to throw out. I'm, okay, Jenna. Right, I'm going to throw yes. out two reasons that, that are that, good reasons for okay. vow renewals. One, they didn't get the wedding that they wanted for whatever reason. Yeah, okay, good, good answer. Okay. Good answer, good answer. Two, I read a really great book a few years back called Love Lives Here, and it's a story of a married couple, and um, one of the partners transitioned to a woman. So they renewed their vows. Okay, that makes sense. With her as her true self. That's a big corner. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Something, there was a change. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Those, those scenarios make sense. But the, okay, so the budgeting one, that also makes sense. I mean, okay. the, the reason right. that Jesse and I have had even a conversation about this is because our, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. Our wedding was not indicative at all of who we have become, right? It was like, obviously, it was super duper Christian, right? It was, it was, yeah. it was a totally Christian ceremony. It was all about, hey, let's read these scriptures, let's sing these songs, and my, the vows were very much about some things that I actually didn't keep my vow. I didn't keep my vow. I said I was going to always follow Jesus and lead you in this relationship. And that I did. I'm not doing that anymore. Still happily married. Wow. Ha more happily married than ever. Sounds like you might need a renewal, man. Uh, we didn't have alcohol at our wedding. You know, you she know, wouldn't have a wedding just so I can have alcohol. She wasn't there. even old enough to drink. She was 20. <laughs> um. So yeah, we would do things a lot differently. Jenny, you changed his mind. But See? yeah, yeah. Now, but as long as it's a destination yeah. vow renewal, <laughs> I will be there. And I think destination. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. But I still just think you make it an anniversary party is all I'm saying. It's, if, if, if there's not a, um, a corner turned, then I, and it's just really, hey, we just love each other, wanna celebrate our love in the context of our family and friends in the way that we would celebrate our love now. I don't know, anniversary, but maybe there is like a little, maybe there is a little ceremony of sorts. I haven't found any job that I want to do. 
What about professional cure? And this is someone who stands in line for people who don't want to stand in line. Like I want the new PlayStation, but I don't want to go camp out for it, whatever is oh. required. You can pay somebody approximately twenty to twenty five dollars an hour. Very popular in the UK. Wonder why. And then um I think it's because it's called a cure. Like we over we don't in America we don't know what a cue is. We don't have a good line line stander. It's like what? What does that mean? A liner. That's something in the bed of a truck. You know, we just don't have a name for it. That's the reason why no one does it here. This is for basically a rich person who doesn't want to waste their time. I mean, that's that's what we're looking at here. You know, with the right equipment, I could be good at standing in a line. What would be the equipment? Like one of those chairs that's attached to your butt that yep, yep. you just it's, you sit down and it comes out and then you stand back up and yeah. you don't ever have to touch it. It look it looks like you're wearing a really long butt plug. Yeah, it's just a stool. Yeah, it's a stool that sticks out like a tail. Right. It's a it's a cane for your it's ass cane. It's going up your butt. Yeah, yeah. It's an ass cane. Um. I wouldn't do that. I don't, I mean, I can't think of anything I want anyone to wait in line for. Like, I've never, ever, except one Waited time. Waited in a line? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, those things where you got to get up at 3 a.m. The only thing I've ever done that was Back in extended, the day, I, I did a Black Friday TV Best Buy. No, I I, I was in a tent uh, waiting oh, for- Tickets. Basketball tickets, back when they used to do that in NC State. They that still was do fun, that in though. a lot of colleges. That was fun. And I remember this freshman year, it, that was, was, fun. it was for the Carolina game, and we were in the tent, and it was like one guy in the tent at a time. Yep, someone had to always be there. You had this. You had, you had your system and your rotation. People would go to class, and they would take over. It was like that for was a fun. couple of days. I remember waking up in the middle of the night, because it was very difficult to sleep because it was loud, because it was a bunch of college students camping out. And I like hear some commotion and I unzip the tent and I look and there's just like a couch on fire. <laughs> yep. And and unfortunately, uh, that was the last time they let anyone camp out for tickets at State because things got, so much hell was raised. Yeah, I didn't actually do the camping out. But you got to go to the game. I think I did. Yeah, someone had to be smart and keep the grades up. He's like, I'll take one for the team. I'll be working on my grades. You're like, I need my sleep. I can't. <laughs> um. So anyway, yeah, yeah I didn't. Remember, you, you did a TV, a, t- a Black Friday line. I think so. It went when and what TV? I think when we first moved out here, because I remember there was a Best Buy near your house. You Ma- did maybe it in it California. Was, maybe it wasn't a TV. Maybe it was. It was some sort of Christmas present. Oh, I can't remember what it was. Okay, couple more. Doesn't matter. This is one I could not have told you existed. A face feeler, otherwise known as a sensory scientist. So. What? I mean, making 25 bucks an hour, so you're not really raking it in, but uh, what you do is there are all these products that people use like a razor or an anti-aging serum, some face lotion. And you can't just give somebody a razor and have them shave and then have them feel their skin to tell you how smooth it is because they don't know. 
You have to get a set of hands on a person who is feeling faces. Up this to, is like the measurement. Up to 25 faces a day to make sure that these products are living up to their standards. So that there's like a, it's a control, it's control hands. It's, it's somebody with, that is like, no, actually, you think that razor's good? It's not good. I feel faces all freaking day. You know huh. what I'm saying? I I just think that I would like to be on the receiving end of that. You know, mm-hmm. I've had a good face massage before. Uh, okay, I can see that you would like. I've to never be just sat down that. for nothing but a face massage, but there's been a couple of times where I've got like a full body thing, and there's been a face portion to it, yeah. and I'm like, you know what? This is pretty good. I feel like. I feel like something's happening to my sinuses. Like really, like really deep in the cheeks. Oh, and you know, with me and my chewing and my my talking and my my mouth flapping, it's like, yeah, getting all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, just make it melt. Yeah, I'm not into that. I'm not into watching you do it, and I'm not into thinking about it being done. Oh, yeah, it's no good. But you do not end up feeling people's faces. Nope. I'm a receiver. Um... How about a paper towel sniffer? This is your last one? Uh, You're no. ending with this one? Nope, I'm not gonna end with that one. Paper I, towel sniffer? What, what, this is somebody who works for the company to certify that they're putting the right scent on it or something? It's just basically, if you make paper towels, you don't want them to smell like anything. Like there's something and in it a takes paper. a person. Have you ever thought about that? Like a good roll of paper towels? You just smell it and you're like, it doesn't have a smell. Yeah, I, I guess I never thought about that. And I think that's a sign of toilet quality. paper sometimes has a scent. If it's scented, right, yeah. And uh, trash bags do, definitely. But you don't want paper that. to have a, like an off-gassing smell. Like if, right. if, you, if you smell like paper paper, this is actually pretty good paper because it doesn't smell like, it doesn't smell like anything. It just smells like maybe like a tree, you know? Yeah, that's, I think I'm smelling the ink. But I feel like if you get cheap paper, it smells like chemicals. Get cheap toilet paper or paper towels, so that's somebody's job, and they're making fifty-two grand a year. Uh, but you saved the best for last—a panda fluffer. I'll make a panda floofy. It's uh, like so, so, like combing a panda. No, 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 no. You know what a fluffer is? <laughs> I've heard the term, but. I think I I think I The first know. time I ever heard about a fluffer it was somebody who makes sure that uh a male um porn performer is ready to go. Oh. And making sure that he stays ready to go. No pillows involved. Um but apparently a panda fluffer as you know they're an endangered species and they need to have sex with one another. And apparently, to make more pandas, yeah, uh, they are not great at it. I mean, you can kind of look at them and tell that they're probably not good at sex. You ever seen a panda do anything? Uh, like they're like they're, a panda. Every sit time you up, see, eat bamboo. Every time you see a panda doing anything, it's like they're not doing it well. Have you ever seen a, a video of a uh, but besides eating bamboo? So like, they're all cute. that panda's walking great. No, it's like that panda looks like maybe something's wrong. Like that panda feels like it's about to fall over. Like every. I, mean, I, I don't know. All you the think, panda videos I've seen. should just go? <laughs> You're I over think, it? I think maybe we should just let them go. <laughs> I mean, you know. Just let them. Do, do we need them? <laughs> what do you need them for? I mean, yeah. You, if, 
You're going to have to renew your vows on some panda, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we you can't know, get rid of the panda. I, I love pandas. Panda, I, I pandas believe can't it. do anything well except be cute. I, but you know what? I think pandas being cute is good enough Good enough reason to keep them around. Uh, they're and probably this requires also like a an human part of an ecosystem. Somewhere. Intervention? Yeah, you got to get a panda hard. Come on now, don't. Just, yeah. You got to fluff it. Fl- fluff is a good word. I, that's like the perfect word for it. Uh, like I feel like I'm making my bed. Well, they don't use, say hard. They don't use, say that. Well, it can't be soft. It doesn't work. They use a feather duster uh, and other instruments. Bring in the eye plucker. To see what ca- he can do. To cautiously help turn pandas on. Bring in the measure man too. While you're at it, you know somebody's got to certify. Um, I mean, think about it. Like you're just trying to get pandas. Feather dusters? To get, to get it on. And, and a feather duster provides- $27,000 a year for this. I mean, I- Well, you're, you're being paid in other ways. Yeah, right. There's, there's, really, there's a satisfaction in the job itself. <laughs> I will say, I don't a think Few a people panda, get to work that closely with pandas. I don't think a panda could actually hurt you. Like, oh, I, know, I bet you a panda could kill you. Man. I know. No, listen. I, here, this is it again. I know it's a bear. I know it's probably strong, but I think a, a panda would like take a swipe at you, miss you, and fall over and like do a somersault. <laughs> like that's how. <laughs> and I then picture, everyone would applaud. <laughs> that's how I picture a panda trying to attack you. Like that. there's no way he's actually going to make contact. I mean, they've got anything. us fooled, man. Oh, they've yeah. really got us wrapped around their finger. This, I mean, to be honest with you, it's not a surprise that they have it. That, that we're having to help them out. You know. Right. You they're know, spoiled. Grizzlies, on the other hand, they're just thriving. You know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't in certain think so. places. I think, I think yeah. we basically killed every brown bear in California. Don't fluff a grizzly. They're still on the flag, but they are completely extinct uh, because that's what people do. Uh, I'm just making light of it because sometimes you just have to you have to laugh to keep from crying. Fluffing ain't easy. Uh, so I'm, I, I, I'm glad I, you ended with I this. I fully one. believe in this. Uh, <laughs> I believe in the fluffing of pandas. And, and I am a pro panda fluffer. And I will say, <laughs> vote for me. If you do, like I said earlier, if you do any of these jobs, especially if you're a panda fluffer, if you're a panda fluffer, we may actually have you on the show. Okay. Uh, I mean, it depends on how charismatic you are when we talk to you on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll at least do a segment. Of panda fluffing. Hey, okay. Uh, it's just a normal duster? I mean, what is, like, what kind of duster? All, all I gotta say is, now that we're, you know, we're, we're, we're doing all kinds of content, we mm-hmm. fluffed a panda feels like a winning internet video. I don't want that. Okay, I'll do I don't it. want that on me. I got long arms and I'm quick. I'm fleet footed and I got long arms. I think I can do it. A long feather duster. Uh, let me give you a, a recommendation. As good I luck in your job search. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, listen, employment, uh, unemployment is really, really low right now. There, but there's, there, it's, it's really, there's still a lot of opportunities out there, and, and we've just given you that many more options. Um, I've gotten really into a Reddit thread. Um, Called cast iron. What? It's just people talking about their cast iron pans. That's that's all over the internet. People restoring them. I like that. Well, yeah, but seasoning, right? Which again, I didn't really when 
people talk about seasoning a pan, I was like, I don't really know what you're talking about. Seasoning is a really, it's kind of a misnomer because it really just means heating oil on the surface of the cast iron to a certain temperature so that it basically becomes a nonstick pan. And a lot of people, like me for years, I like everybody has a cast iron pan that some relative gave them, right? And I would cook with it and it would like, man, this isn't good. Like, I don't know how to clean it. You're not supposed to put soap on it or whatever. Like, things stick to it. Like, I'm obviously, this is bullshit technology. We should use nonstick, right? And then you realize the zen of cast iron and also stainless steel pans. Like, you go into like a fine restaurant, they're not gonna have Teflon. They're not gonna have non-stick pans because those things work for a couple of months and in a restaurant setting, they probably work for a couple of weeks and then they, the coating comes off, whatever. And so these people in restaurants actually just know how to cook properly on these surfaces. But what's on the thread? Well, the thing that's really been blowing up on the thread recently is a guy who did 80 coats of seasoning on his pan and made it into that. What is that? What am I looking at? The bottom of a pan that's like gray. No, no, it's like a mirror. Very clean. It's, no, you don't understand. You don't really you don't really look at cast iron pans before, right? You're like, yeah, they're black. Yeah, but they're not shiny. So yeah. a cast iron pan that you just buy is going to be a matte surface. Yeah. This guy did the seasoning process 80 times in a row. As he says, I'm at 80 coats now, don't do it guys. This is just for internet clout and for science and also to make random internet strangers unreasonably mad. And so everybody on, everybody on the thread is pretty excited about this right now because it's so shiny. It's just so glossy. I gotta say, mine's kind of glossy, but I've got—I did like a f three or four, three or four, you know, coats. This is a strong recommendation and, from Red uh, today, and he wants you to look at seasoned cast iron pans on Reddit. Well, and this is kind of beyond the the Reddit thread, and it, I am recommending that you ditch your nonstick pans and you get cast iron pans and stainless steel pans and learn how to actually use them properly. And you'll and you'll thank me. You will thank me. All right. Let us know what you actually think about all this. Hashtag Ear Biscuits. Leave us a voicemail. One eight eight Earpod One. And we'll talk to you next one. Hey, Rhett and Link. My name is Heather, and I've got a really unique business, which is why I think it's so crazy that you guys basically explained what it is on Link's uh, deconstruction episode on your most recent episode of the podcast. Um, so basically, I've made an entire business out of taking people to the zoo, <laughs> adult people at that, and we go around each week focusing on a different animal and the different things that we can learn from the animal. So I just think it's awesome, Link, that you've kind of discovered that intuitively on your own and I know from experience and reviews that can be a positive powerful thing so keep it up that's awesome bye